Hey everybody, welcome to the Fae Forge Academy. I am your GM, Steven, and with me today, we have Adelaide. Hey, I'm Adelaide. Emily. Hi, I'm Emily. Michael. What to do, it's Michael. And Kai. I was going to use a different language, and then I brain farted, so hi! <laughs> I love it. Um, hey, yeah, we're, we're here. Y'all, this is episode 100. Which is, which is just unbelievably wild. So all of you who have been hanging out with us for 100 episodes, plus all the extra stuff that we've also done, uh, thanks for being here. This is really cool. Um, if you are new here, uh, today's going to be a place where you can uh, jump right in. Uh, we're going to give a little world background and story summary uh, so you can join us. But before we do that, we've got a, a couple announcements and, and, you know, ads and stuff that podcasters have to do. Uh, so I think, I think Michael and Adelaide. So why did I get picked for this again? The last one was a disaster. Uh, you, you, you volunteered actually. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah, you did. Did I volunteer? You're, you're, you're a sleeping wizard. Um, okay. So well, for now, Michael, you are Adelaide's cat familiar mm-hmm. and she will not wake up. You have to figure out a way to wake her. And you're very hungry. Action. I'm starving, but um, my wizard has fallen asleep uh, too late in the night because they were up studying way too late. <laughs> and uh, what I like to do to get them up in the morning is uh, brew them up some of their favorite coffee. Master, master, wake up. I've made your favorite. Mm. You stayed up. It's 3.30 in the morning. Well, you stayed up too late studying necromancy. Um, and uh, I need you to uh, feed me. I thought I gave you opposable thumbs the other week. <laughs> I bit them off. They were very annoying. <laughs> Master, your, your favorite coffee is insert coffee noises brewing here. Is 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 your favorite coffee is being made? I've made it myself with the one opposable thumb I have. Mm. <laughs> the one thumb. <laughs> Master. Mm, it, it does smell very good. Yes, I've heard. It's the thieves' cant. I don't know why wizards are trying to learn thieves' cant all of a sudden, but... (laughs) (laughs) There you you go, master. It's got cat hair in it. See, this is why you don't give cat thumbs. Scene. Sorry, Aaron and Lindsay, uh, but y'all should go to foundfamiliar.com, use the code FAYFORGE on checkout, uh, and get some coffee like Thieves Can't and other amazing coffees that they have there. Uh, We're not sorry. Don't let your your cats brew your coffee. Warning. I'm really glad I didn't choke on that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Kai, where do you get your dice? Oh, that's supposed to be Adelaide. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, that's me. Uh, I get my dice, uh, at least one set, from Greenleaf Geek. Greenleaf Geek, uh, Leah, she's a fan of the show, and uh, she actually made us all custom dice uh, last year. They're fucking beautiful. Like, beautiful. 
Uh, and she sells those on her site. Not the dice made for us, but you can buy custom dice from her. Uh, and it's- For a while, the, the set she made for me, there were a couple extras. Oh, I don't know cool. if there's. I don't know if they're still up there. They were on the store for a while. I don't think so. I think somebody's bought them. So if you're listening and you've got Fae Forge dice, <laughs> yeah, if you bought them, tell us. Yeah, that's I don't cool. see them. I, I'm looking at our website right now, and I don't see them on the list. So that's really cool. But you can go buy your own custom dice if you would like. She also has like single, like standalone D20s, um, some other sets. They're gorgeous. I'm looking at this bulky knights one, like little dots on it. Adorable. Uh, she's also got um, accoutrement for rolling dice. There's uh, boards and trekkers and all kinds of things. Uh, and if you use the code FAYFORGE, you get, what is it? 10%, 10% off? 10% mm -hmm. off. Yeah. It's great. We love Leah. She's been doing the liquid core ones that are mesmerizing. Yeah. Oh, those look cool. It, yeah, they look really cool. I, I actually think you do have to be a wizard to do stuff like that. Um it doesn't make sense to me, but they are they're they're unbelievable. I'm getting my custom ones in the mail soon and I'm so excited. They have tiny Ooh. little skulls inside them. <gasps> oh my god. Mm -hmm. They're they're so You got awesome. a set for Blossom? Yeah, mm -hmm. Leah reached out and was like, All right, let's give <laughs> you some dice. And I was like, Well, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> my Ashran ones are my favorite. They're so yeah. good. I mean every she has a whole thread somewhere. Um, with all our dice in it, mm -hmm. and everybody's sets are, are just like they're just spot really on. Really cool. Um, the 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 blossom dice, um, they remind me of of Dia de los Muertos, like, I'm, and I love that. Oh yeah, because with the skulls and the flowers mm -hmm. and the especially everything. well, and especially the style of skulls she chose. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, they're wonderful. Um, so yeah, Greenleaf Geek. Greenleaf yeah, Geek. get them. <laughs> get that serotonin. <laughs> <laughs> M. Oh. What do you think about Patreon? Uh, so I know what you're all thinking, right? Like, what if there was more Fayforge content? Well, now you're in luck. Because there is, and there has been. Uh, and for $3, I believe. Two. Three, two, two. Oh. <laughs> okay, a special discount just for you listening right now that definitely wasn't in place before. It's only $2. <laughs> we resist inflation. It? We resist inflation in this podcast. We don't believe in inflation in Avastria. Uh, <laughs> so it's $2. $2. And you get even more Fayforge in your ears on demand. You get to see... Uh, you get to vote in character polls. We're doing a whole campaign decided by you guys. You can make us suffer now, not just Steven. That's exciting. It's only $2 a Teamwork. month. <laughs> <laughs> Work with Steven to make us suffer. Patreon.com slash Academy. And also, we got tears. But we believe in equity. So it doesn't matter how much money you give the podcast. You're getting all that extra Forge in your ears whenever you want it. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, currently, we're voting on... I think we're voting on a couple people. On Kai and on Ian's characters for the for the Patreon campaign right now. You still have time. Yeah. To yeah. tip the hand of fate. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Although it might be over by the time this releases. So sorry. <laughs> I still have to make characters, don't I, or something? For some yeah. Yeah. You got to send me five races and five classes and then I'll, I'll let that the... today. Yeah. And then and then y'all get to vote on Michael. <laughs> um, Which we know you want. Yeah. We know you, you dirty little... Never mind. <laughs> uh, 
I'm gonna, I was gonna say ma'am today, but you're definitely looking like a handsome sir today. So, sir? <laughs> my, I would have taken my liege. <laughs> oh yeah, speaking of, we have merch. Yeah, uh, we, that's actually, not on the list, but buy our merch. <laughs> and it's really awesome if you go to FayeForgeAcademy.com and you go to shop, you can find our merch. Eb's been designing some really cool stuff. If you like our gay, gay wedding in hell shirt, or uh, we've got a really awesome Fayeforge Pride shirt. There's stickers of all our characters. Um, all sorts of good stuff. But Kai, not everyone can support a podcast with with money because because of the world being horrible. Um, how else could they maybe support us? You can support us for free by going to your favorite podcast listening platform. Sure. Sure. Platform. <laughs> I- Preferably iTunes uh, and leaving a five star review. Uh, it takes about a minute of your time and it is something, again, you can do for free. Five stars uh, helps us move forward in the podcast world. So please head over, give us a five star review. And if you would like to leave an idea for an ad review in your five-star review we will use that idea in some of our ad reads mm-hmm, mm-hmm. another way you can get involved in the podcast you want to know what's wild is almost every time we get a review or like especially if we get a group of two or three reviews we literally like shoot up 100 to 150 spots on the charts like it's it's absolutely wild um so anyways if you want us to be if you want us to be awesome in the eyes of internet algorithms. Let's play D&D. Oh, my friend, you want to hear a tale of gods and mortals, magic and wonder, whimsy and mystery? You want to hear the tale of the Forge Academy? Well, more specifically, the story of six students called to the magic that was reborn there. <laughs> Apologies, this old part is getting ahead of himself. First, you need to know about Avastria. Once this world was magic incarnate, the gods walked amongst the world. The Feywilds and the Celestial Plains overlapped seamlessly with the Material Plane, with Avastria. There was nothing mundane in the world. This was the time of lore. But a few mortals grew jealous of the gods, and a darkness whispered to them. Led by Malthvaris the Everdying, Salun the Shadow, Vexus the Flame, and Kratos Silvertum. These were the Ascended. At first they quietly sought out the secrets of magic hidden away from them. And then they waged a war, the Shattering. 
The world was left broken. The gods abandoned the material plane. The ascended were forgotten, thought defeated. And the Vastri was left to rebuild itself alone. This led to the second age of Avastria, the echoes of divinity and arcana. For magic was gone, hidden away. Few could still hear the song of magic in their soul. But in a few places, the gods left seeds of themselves, of their magic to slowly regrow. And what is now known as the Rohan Wilds, one of these seeds grew into a tree, right in the center of what was once Malvaris's stronghold. Ilvalhalen, the singing tree, grew. And there, as its song started to grow, the Forge Academy was born. That song of magic called a group of students for something greater, to help bring magic to the world of Avastria, to continue the fight against the Ascended. For neither the gods nor the Ascended were truly defeated, and the dark gods began pushing their way back into the world. This group started as simple students, but they protected and even saved the school from Vestin bin Willowsong, a rogue teacher, from Kalvala, a cursed dryad bound to Malvaris, and even the memory of Malvaris himself. But wave after wave came, each victory led to a greater assault on the school. And with the freeing of Arvea, an ancient cursed light dragon, and the resurrection of Malvaris himself, the singing tree was ripped from the ground and the school was lost. Our students fled, and well, let them tell you about their experiences. Greetings and well met podcast listener. My name is Cause Forgeheart, keeper of the song of Ilvalhallen, master bard extraordinaire. If you're just joining us on our 100th episode, there's a lot to catch up on, but there's no need to fret. Here's everything you need to know about the story so far. My friends and I are students at the Fae Forge Academy, the premier arcane learning institute in all of Avastria. It was strange being in a school and all, but luckily me great-grandmama, on my ma's side, was there to help me settle in and feel at home. Her name is Ketla, and she got the job as a groundskeeper my first year in school. At the heart of the Fae Forge Academy is an ancient, beautiful singing tree inhabited by a spirit named Suli. We soon learned it by another name. Ilval Hallen, an ageless and powerful fae spirit that sang the song of balance between the cycles of life and death. However, there were some who sought to disrupt that cycle of balance. Enemies of Ilval Hallen betrayed the academy and ripped a hole between our world and the Shadowfell. Though we were able to fight the forces of darkness and keep them at bay, they just kept coming for the singing tree and for us again and again and again. Fearheart, Don Jarius, just to name a few of the agents of evil. We eventually discovered who was behind it all, an ancient being of death named Marvaris, who sought to destroy the balance that Ilval Holland upheld. As if ancient forces of evil weren't bad enough, old family business had to come knocking as well. My dad's side of the family abducted me great-grandmama on account of some old bad family blood. Now they've taken her back to the high mountains over Karen, the home we were both exiled from. Now there's an old dwarven saying, You can't bring a troll to the fire, but you can bring fire to a troll. No longer can we sit by waiting for Malvirus and his cronies to make the next move. It's time we brought the fight to them. 
We've weighed anchor and set our sights on Nairine, a nation of fantastic magic and flying airships. I'm glad you could join us on our next adventure, listener, as we set out from the Fae Forge Academy. Hello, my name is Rain. I'm a fairy from the Shattered Isles, exploring the world with my best friend, a small dragon called Colonel. Well, actually, someone just told me that Colonel might not be a dragon at all. And, come to think of it, someone else recently told me that I have a dragon unawakened within me. And that's just one of the bajillion things that have made absolutely no sense lately. My entire journey thus far has been all questions and so few answers. You see, I'm seeking a cure to a strange illness that plagues my people. My ancestors came to the Prime Material World from the Feywild a few generations ago. But I've only just learned that there's more to that story than I've been told. Growing up, I used to have dreams of a beautiful light dragon with scarred wings. And somehow I knew they were calling to me. What I didn't know was that it was Arveya, once known as Ore, but now called the Betrayer. Once a close ally of Morwell, the Queen of the Stars, they fell into darkness and are now aligned with Malvaris. And that might be partially my family's fault. So, I must set things right. I must bring Arveya back to themselves. Or, if they cannot be saved, I must destroy them. Although, if Morwell couldn't do it, can I? Hi, my name is Besky, and I'm just letting you know um, my story that's been happening to me lately. So start out with Suli's child making some tears all across Avastria. This had um, my dad and Uncle Kaba go back to Nairin, but some of the Nairinian guards were able to stay. Um, at that time, Walena spoke to me and said that I needed to take one of the tears um, and that tear led me down to the Hells. I was able to meet Void, Hidariel, and Dorian, and we were just trying to find our way out. While we were down there, we were able to find some believers in Walena and uh, sort some things out in Hell that were going awry. Uh, I found a Hell cookbook, which was really useful to keep my mental health pretty good while in hell and, and making some good food for everyone. Towards the end of our journey in hell, I um, was able to find Walena and free her. Apparently, her sister had her captive and I was able to free my matron. Um, I then had a discussion with her where she told me that we had to go kill some gods, which was really weird, but she described it in a way that seemed to be helpful for more for most people. Then I was able to get back to the material plane and meet back up with my friends. Apparently, I was gone for five years, and it's only been about two weeks for them. So, um, that was a lot to take in. And one of the last things was that our friend Astrin ended up passing, but uh, we have a memory of her on some of our equipment and the last thing that I did was make a recipe in her honor. When I fell through a planner door into an unfamiliar world I thought I'd never get back home. 
Turns out home is sometimes closer than you'd think. Faith Fortress taught me a lot that family is more than just blood, strength is more than just fighting, and faith can waver and change. A lot is different now. I'm a teacher instead of a student. My school's gone. I found one of my sisters and her giant, scary, demigod dog. And the mysteries quickly unraveling at the Academy means everything I've come to believe may have all been a lie. And yet, I'm still just Ariadne. It's always been watching me. I can feel it when the trees whisper and the wind sings. Since I was but a babe, Mama and Papa told me never to let anyone know, to keep it to myself. But I can't. It longs to be one with me. No matter how far they sent me, when they married me off and sent me into the woods. Even my dear sweet Thrates, the light, my husband, my friend, brought me, was not enough to stamp out the dark. The dark that waits for me. The dark that welcomes me in. Even at the academy, where I should have been safe. Where I was supposed to be safe, where we were all supposed to be safe. The darkness crept in. When I found that book, it led me there. To that poem, to those words, to the Queen of the Stars. I opened the door, and I let it in. All my friends tainted, tainted by the darkness inside of me. And now it lives there, nestled deep inside my mind, rummaging around, moving my thoughts and my feelings. I just want to keep them safe. I have to keep all my friends safe at any cost even if I have to keep them safe from myself. Just before Ashrin perished, it lent me its power, the darkness, the shadow. It lent it to me. This old god, or whatever it may be. But I fear, I fear I've made a promise that I cannot keep. And I fear I will be the death of us all. It's morning. The sun reflects off the dew remaining on the leaves from the night's rain. The sunrise is warm, the dark night sky being pushed back by brushstrokes of oranges and pinks. Five people, 
at the center of something much greater than they ever expected when they each made their way to the Fae Forge Academy. Oh, the Fae Forge Academy. What was once the almost mythic school of magic and crafting has fallen to Malvaris Everdying, the World Breaker. One of the four ascended and the dark god of undeath. And while the darkness hangs over their hearts, there is also hope. As Liali, the god of second chances, entered the material plane, reintroducing magic to the world. And now their paths, which seemed so focused around the academy, around the singing tree, seem less certain. So, Besky, Ariadne, Blossom. As Cause and Rain kind of off in the back of the small camp that you that you made. Working on something. It seems like Rain is messing with her crystals and causes, working on his loot. You're in the center of the Relhand Wilds. Not exactly sure where specifically the fallout and emotion of the previous day weren't exactly able to figure out where to go but why don't each of you take a, a minute to describe uh, yourself and what you might be doing like as, a, as the sun rises and you prepare for this much more open world than you've experienced uh, in the last year and a half or so uh yeah so Ariadne is uh moderately tall five six five seven ish she has darker tan skin, um, and there is these streaks of gold across her entire body, honestly, um, uh, that are golden vitiligo, long curly hair that goes down to the middle of her back. And while she usually always has a smile on her face, she's very solemn today and very focused. Um, her once blue and white uh, wizard's robes have been upgraded to um, a little bit more armored, banded banded uh, armor across her chest and her legs. And she carries a pretty wicked looking spear on her back. And as she is waking up and, and preparing for the morning, she actually has an array of materials out on the ground um, uh, little bits of parchment. Uh, she has taken a stick and drawn big shapes into the earth. And she has, as she's walking around in the little area, her sextant um, and making notations as she's noting where the stars are in the sky, um, where the sun is, trying to get a good gauge of where the party might be. Um, it's younger is now a young adult um, <clears throat> he has uh, he used to have dreadlocks all over his head but uh, his recent uh, stay in uh, the part of the Nine Hells was too hot so he ended up shaving uh, either side of his head but keeping the, the, the mass of dreadlocks towards the center and he has it tied in the back just because of all the heat and all of the uh, movement and things that he had to do. Uh, the style that he has of, of and uh, Besky is a, is a has a light brown skin. Um, he's a young black adult, and uh, and his skin's actually probably a little bit darker than the party has seen before, just because of the nature of where he was. Um, <clears throat> He has a 
family marks on his uh, around his eyes, which have gotten more just because of the environment he was in, and also growing up, just acquire more of those. Uh, still has uh, his eyes, like the pupils of his eyes, still have a very bright, lifelike, uh, full of full of joy look, but the um, muscles and skin around his eyes look a little bit more worn from things that you see. Um, <clears throat> his style of clothing is also reflecting the change that he's had. He has infernal patterns and a more dark red looking uh, robes, but the robes around the arms are cut off. And he has uh, leather armor as well uh, on his uh, chest, which um, is kind of a unique looking style to be kind of looking like it. I mean, essentially it's a warlock very style of leather with some robes, um, but unique that most people probably don't wear something like this. And he has a sphere that he's got from Malena. Currently, uh, he woke up early uh, after the vigil, that's the right word, right? Vigil? Uh, that we had for Ashrin, uh, and is currently trying to finish up a recipe that he is dedicating to Ashrin, which is probably some sort of uh, bok choy with some sort of game meat, um, spicy, stir-fried, so uh, just trying to honor friend's memory, uh, something that he can produce uh, over time, so. Uh, and uh, that night, he ended up using one of the newer Warlock abilities, which uh, he had by giving the party more HP in himself, by kind of giving Walana's grace and stars over to everyone while they slept through the night, um, so he's feeling refreshed and still a little bit solemn from, from what happened last night, but uh, looking forward to being with his friends again and starting this adventure. Blossom has had a very uh, restless night of sleep, uh, tinged by all manner of nightmares with what she's seen and what's going on in her head right now. And as she starts awake in the morning, her... Uh, once sort of vibrant uh, blush-colored hue is somehow uh, drained of a lot of its color and her eyes, uh, her large black sort of uh, doe eyes are very sunken in. Uh, and along uh, her fingertips, there's sort of what looks almost like a black rot beginning to spread. And her uh, once much more pristine uh, linen dress and apron are singed in places and and smeared with what looks like black ink uh, and as she awakens with a start um, the uh, the flowers that normally adorn her ivory antelope-esque horns have uh, withered and now are dry and gray and as she awakens where she slept as close to the fire as anyone will let her. Uh, she just gazes into whatever burning embers are still there in the morning. And she sits gazing into the fire, not taking her eyes off of it, while her right hand, her finger, now inky black, delicately is tracing over a piece of parchment out of her apron. She's not even looking at it. She's just writing on the paper. 
absentmindedly staring into that flame. So as the uh, three of you here, Colonel and Rain, arguing in the background about the best way to crush up this little glass crystal and cause tuning up his loot. There is a map. You are where it sparked us. <laughs> and some background, since we haven't really talked that much about the Relhan Wilds. Um, it is the most unexplored continent in Avastria. Um, most people don't... Most of the world doesn't even believe that the Forge Academy is real. It's largely forested. Um, there is a lot of creature there's a reason people stay away um in the wilds there's a lot of weird things that happen uh a big part of that is due to its um the thin veils between the fey wilds uh and the material plane there so i mean we did get attacked by a flaming dude on a horse the very first time that we went to the academy so it makes sense <laughs> yeah so uh that's that's where you are um kind of kind of on the more western end, central western part. Um, yep. Uh, so as you all kind of this day starts, uh, Ariadne, is you, you kind of you kind of orient yourself, and you can you can get a. It took longer than you would have hoped, as yesterday you and Rain were able to really figure it out, but. Um, you get a good sense of where you are at this point. Uh, and what are you all doing? I think I am trying to uh, get packed up, uh, maybe make a quick food thing for people before we step off, like uh, probably put in some sort of leaves or, or, or whatever so people can eat it as we walk and start here. I'm going to look through my spells, so Bessie will, as he passes these things to people, and they figure that out, I'm going to look through my spells to see if there's I think I am checking in on Blossom. Like, Gary, and he just kind of sidles back to the side, and, um, how, how are you feeling? Uh, she takes a moment, and you can tell that it's kind of a great effort for her to put on uh, this really forced smile. And she says, I, I'm still a little shaken by everything that happened, but I'll be fine. <laughs> I, um, I had an idea um, for a spell overnight. Do you mind if I tried something? No. Uh, DM, does the does the thing living in my head mind if she tries something? Um, roll a roll an insight check. Uh, it's a seven. A seven. Uh, all you notice is that that kind of voice that lives at the almost like it's almost like it's at the base of your skull. Uh, their interest is peaked but you can't get anything else beyond that. Okay. Um, yeah, Ariane is just going to reach out a hand for Blossom's. Um, and as she takes Blossom's hand, uh, she is casting Remove Curse. There's no components um, 
she just kind of like, she takes her hand and just kind of like lifts her fingers, um, almost like very like, I don't like Wanda from Marvel, you know, like little cute little hand movements. Um, and is very, very quietly praying, just barely audible as she focuses especially on these um, blackened fingertips. I would like you, Ariadne, to make a a, a spellcasting attack roll. I can do that. I can do that. That's going to be an 18. Okay, so as you watch this magic and you feel it flow into you, Blossom, um, that interest turns very quickly to anger. Um, but uh, kind of the rot that you described on your fingers gets pushed back a little bit. It's not gone. And you you hear that voice not even say anything, just almost groaning and getting quieter. Um, as though it's getting pushed into like a box in your mind. It's not gone. It's definitely not gone. Um, but Ariadne's spell also did interact with it. I, uh, as I feel the anger from the being, uh, Blossom tries to take her hand away from Ariadne. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did, did it? Did it hurt? Uh, no. Uh, I just. And she looks you in the eyes and whispers, I don't want to make it angry. Uh, she looks very concerned, but she doesn't, she doesn't say anything. Um, almost like she's afraid that it might be able to hear her, but, um, she'll give your shoulder a little squeeze. Thank you for trying. So as, uh, you have that, that interaction and you all start to move on with your day. So you pack up your camp and start heading south to the closest settlement, though none of you have actually been to this place, uh, but you had heard the last time you were in Varen Hollow uh, that there was attempts at another port town being built uh, called Last Landing. As you make your way through the forest, can I would assume Ariadne that you doing your navigating, you would probably be in the front. Is that is that a fair? Yeah, sure. Guess? Why not? Um, can you give me a perception check? Yes, I can. Perception, um, twenty-two, twenty-three. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so, so as you march, you hear a couple things, uh, a little bit from the uh, the west of you, um, uh, off to the right in this thick forest. Um, and there's no path here. Um, this is not an explored or known or mapped area. Um, the trees are fairly dense. It's hard to see through, but you hear two things. Uh, you hear a buzzing that starts to grow. And then you hear um, the sounds of male voices shouting. 
and what sounds like 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 the sound of a sword chopping through brush. Um, and as you look to the right of you, Kai, uh, I would like you to describe what happens as this buzzing bursts out from behind kind of the brush and trees. So before you hear it, or before you see anything come out from the trees, you just hear this little voice, false buzzer And there's this tiny little hive. Well, it would be a decent sized hive. And inside it is like a little runt goblin uh, with like a bob haircut that's very, very dark purple and huge ears. And she has these huge goggles on her on her eyes and she's pointing forward and inside this hive she has like little leg holes cut out so it's like only goes up to like her chest kind of and she's sitting in it it has a a parachute that's coming out of it and you don't really see the top of the parachute what you see is like just this huge what would you call a gathering of bees Swarm? Swarm, yeah. (laughs) Swarm of bees, kind of, yeah. Like, you wouldn't know, but like holding and kind of like the air of their buzzing and stuff, keeping this parachute up. And they're crashing through this forest towards you. Oh my god! (laughs) She's so cute! (laughs) Oh my god! Mayday! Mayday! Watch out! And she like just goes probably right over the top of, um... Aradne's head. Okay, uh, and uh, and as this buzzing goes right over your head, Ariadne, I'm going to need y'all to roll. Initiative. Initiative. Roll initiative. Six. I got an eight. Uh, I got a 16. Well, so this is fitting. So, Ariadne, as this, uh, this little, <laughs> this little flying beehive goblin thing comes screaming past you um Kai do you you want to I'm not going to share I'm not going to share your character's name yet um you see you see this this group of oh I should put Rain and Cosmo there Rain and Cosmo there too you see this group of five adventuring types um a fairy a dwarf a human a tiefling and an asimar uh also in these woods Looks very different than the people who are currently chasing you. Um, and it is your turn. Uh, I keep flying forward. I'm definitely crashing. And I kind of hit the tree. My hive just breaks apart and my bees disperse. But my little overalls get caught on the branch. And what you guys see from this point is a tiny goblin. She's like a little runt. Uh and you can definitely tell that she's smaller than a typical goblin would be. Um, She has a light lavender purple skin, um, very large yellow eyes and very uh, prominent bottom teeth, two of them which stick out pretty far. Uh, She has that dark purple hair with the bangs that I said, and she pulls up her, her, goggles and sets them on the top of her head and she's swinging her arms why I oughta, why I oughta and she uh, clearly uh, is trying to get 
off of the tree, but is just stuck up there. So I'm just going to forfeit my turn. Uh, Beautiful. And then the overalls she's wearing have holes in the knees and holes and just pretty much all over them. The, the, the patches on them are in a hexagon beehive pattern. And then she has the bottoms rolled up into cuffs. Uh, and then one of the straps is undone. Underneath that, she just has a white tank top uh, and she isn't wearing any shoes. And uh, Blossom, it is your turn. Oh, is it? <laughs> uh, okay, so at this point, all we've seen is Lil Goblin getting stuck in a tree. Do we see the people that are chasing them? Uh, yeah, you, you do see. You see a group of five, uh, looks like humans. Um, three of them look like they're in kind of just sort of classic, I'm a guard for hire. Um simple armor, all all equipped the same. Uh, there is two, though. One is uh, helmetless, has this uh, really well-kept short black hair uh, with this a, a really hard part and comb to the side. Um, his armor is immaculate. Uh, looks like it's really well-kept, and beneath it is, is leather. Um, the, the sun kind of gleams off of it. Um, and then uh, the other a little further back. Uh, looks like he's in charge of the other, of the, of the, the three that you saw. Um, all four of those seem to be following the lead of this, this individual in this fancy, fancy shiny armor. Uh, all weapons drawn, uh, all running towards this goblin. Uh, gotcha, all right, uh, then. Uh, Blossom regards the little uh, Bibarian in the tree um, <laughs> and is even in her uh, sad girl state uh, recognizes another tiny little pastel freak when she sees one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and though it looks like it very much strains her, holds out that blackened hand um as a blackish mist uh, shoots from her fingertips and uh, works its way uh, across the ground towards uh, these gents with their swords drawn. Uh, and she is going to cast Confusion. Um, are they, would you say that they're within 10 feet of each other? Wait, I could I could say that. Oh, I would not say that they are. They're not within 10 <laughs> feet of each other. Uh, main guy then, main. Okay main gentleman okay. uh, casting confusion upon them. What kind of save is that? That is going to be a wisdom save against a DC of 17. Ooh, see what they got. A 7. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> um, um, so as he's running towards and this, and this black magic starts uh, reaching to him, you watch it kind of enter his mind and he looks around. Uh, what? What's what's going on? Um, Ariadne, you have the same initiative as Besky, so uh, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, I think Ariadne, hearing these bees and then seeing something large just fly out of the woods, y'all have probably never seen her comically scared before in her life, but she is cowering down on the ground, hands over her head, like, ah, I'm allergic! <laughs> 
Does anyone have a fantasy EpiPen? <laughs> Where's the bees? Where's the bees? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. That's your turn. I don't think we even see the guy. Do we see the guys? Yeah, you see the you see the guys running after him. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. Um. Yeah. Even crouch, crouched down. She's just like her sword's like kind of like covering her eyes and one hand's over her head. Um. Uh. But she sees these angry men coming down the road. Uh, and we're gonna send out a... Let's do a sacred flame. Um, that in a while. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, for the the closest one? Yeah. Wait, is that a, is that a, what is this? What is that icon again on him? Uh, he's confused. He's confused. Okay, let's see. Hold on, let's see how far. Okay, yeah, it's gotta be that guy then. Okay, I'm gonna because he's confused. I'm gonna give him disadvantage on the deck save because sure. that makes sense to me. Love that. Uh, oh, he's not very dexterous. Uh, that's a natural one. Nice. Okay, so that's oh, I have two d eight damage now. Cool. Uh, no, three d eight. Eleven level. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Four. Five damage. Radiant damage. Okay, and Besky, it is your turn. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to Eldritch Blast uh, the person in front. We don't, I mean, I don't know who casted what on them, if this breaks their confusion or not. I'm not quite sure. No, you, would, you wouldn't know that. You, you would have seen Blossom cast the spell, but as far as knowing. Yeah, but I don't know what defect. Yeah, I haven't been around people. I haven't been around any all in a while, so I'm not just, I'm just going to make mistakes. Uh, so I will roll to try and hit them with my Elvish Blast. Uh, I'll just hit the... I'll hit that one in front, and I'll hit the other person that looks different from the other three. Okay. Because there's one who's leading. Which one's the leading? The, wo- the one in front is, is the leader. Uh, and okay. then this one in the back is... Looks a little bit more heavily armed than the other three. Okay, those will, I'll hit the, those two with Eldritch Blast. So this is for the first person who seems to be the leader, who's directly in front of us. Okay. Uh, 16. Uh, that misses. Okay, I will... I guess I'll hit the one in the back. Yep. I am not great. I, I learned nothing in hell. Uh, 14. <laughs> uh, also misses. Uh, Sick. I'm just adjusting, you know? Yeah. Uh, so as I cast my spell, you just see, like my Eldritch Blast come up, and then before they used to be like purple and gold, uh, now they're crimson and gold. Um, and I will shoot, but like you can tell that I'm like adjusting my bearings and this new form of Eldritch Blast. Instead of them being like straight blasts, they're a little bit more wavy, so that's, I'll excuse mm-hmm. myself of like not knowing how to, <laughs> not how to like, you know, bend bend my my uh, my blood magic. Yeah, you're still working on that blood bending. Yeah, still working on bloodbending here. Uh, super awkward. Okay, so uh, with that, uh, that was my action. I have a bonus action, which I think my bonus action will be to cast, and I'm going to rename the spell. So usually this is Tasha's Otherworldly Guys, but I'm just going to say um, Wildland is Crimson Guys. Sounds great. I love it. Sounds like a, like a real thing. Um and I will choose... Actually, this would mean I could do more. Okay, fuck it. Let's go. Uh, since I missed, I will choose 
the um, I'll, it's a bonus action, so I'm going to use that spell slot. Um, and there's a couple things that you can choose. I'm going to choose you can attack twice instead of once when you take the attack action on your turn. You ignore this benefit if you already have a feature like extra attack that lets you attack more than once when you take the attack action. So I think that means I can Eldritch Blast again. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so um, I'm going to Eldritch Blast uh, just the same same, same way. Okay. So uh, what you see when this happens is you see like little, where my sweat glands would be on my skin, you see like just the tiny little beads. It doesn't look painful of like, blood seep out a little and I'm going to, you know, very anime, like a powering up. Uh, so 24 to hit the first person up in the front. Uh, 24 hits. And then 16 for the back one. Uh, 16 misses. Okay. Actually, I, so I'll hit. I will say the 16 slams into the guy's armor and just kind of gets almost, like it just dissipates. Okay. Yep. Still, the, the wave on that was a little bit awkward, but I was able to hit the first one. So they're going to get the... So 10 points of force damage total as that hits that person. And uh, I think like I'm just going to be like huffing and puffing as I'm getting used to this. It doesn't look like I'm damaged. I'm just like getting used to it and look around me and look at my my party and look at the people in front of me and kind of just do like the big chest breathing uh, as I like get ready for whatever next is happening. And that's going to be my turn. Okay. Uh, And it's... He has 10 feet of movement now, correct? That's right. Okay, so he, on his turn, needs to roll a d10. And that is a 5. So he does not move or take actions this turn. Um, I will say, um, he just kind of yells out, What's go- What's going on? Who are these people? What is- what's happening? Uh, the rest of the group uh, starts moving forward. Uh, and as you all have started kind of using magic and, and attacking, uh, their eyes have shifted off of this little goblin whose overalls are, are caught in a tree and they're just hanging there. Um, and the more well-armored one is going to, um, who saw these uh, bolts, these red crimson bolts flying out from Besky is going to take a shot question yes M- more well armored more well armored <laughs> the first one i had the exact same wait okay, i had the same question too <laughs> i was like hmm. wait I, still answer my- so this, this more heavily armored the more heavily armored okay individual. okay gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say wait no we can't fight them they're good guys i was like yo like ashen's gone let's let's go <laughs> i have no allegiance uh pulls a crossbow out, does not fire. We have no quarrel with you. We just want the tiny one. Yeah, that's coral. Before they look back, like you hear the tree crack and I fall and my, but, but my, my cuff catches on the next branch down and now I'm <laughs> hanging upside down. <laughs> it's a, it's a big bee. It's a big bee. <laughs> <laughs> Lay down your arms. Put the magic away, release our captain, and we can all go about our ways. Why do you want her? She's part of an important investigation that we have going on. All right. What's what's the investigation then? I can't. I can't tell you that. Well, then, how do we know you're not abusing your position of justice? They are. <laughs> 
<laughs> Quiet, you. Well, maybe we can talk things out. Um, they have the intelligence of a spoon. Good try, though. Ariane would not be laughing. Um, <laughs> um, you're in our territory now, and you abide by our laws. Roll a deception. I don't check. fucking know. We're just <laughs> we're trying shit here, okay? It's been a long day. She's uh, Maya Goblin is blowing the air that uh, Emily's character that that gray or that black smog. She's just <laughs> trying to blow it further <laughs> towards them. <laughs> oh my god! It's it's not gonna work. It's a ten. It's a ten. I'm, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna roll that insight. <laughs> Uh, can I make an insight on the the new member with us currently? Uh, uh, yeah. I just want to like get like I'm I, I obviously have some yeah some, maybe they're uh, evil infernal like PTSD so <laughs> um, I'm just gonna try and see if this person like what clothing they're wearing like what you know how they carry themselves their voice tone whatever like I've been gone for two years but I'm just trying to see if they're um, you know, uh, good in nature, or if they have anything that seems like a uh, sketch, I'm not sure. So I'm gonna try and ascertain something. 11 plus. I play DMD. Um, six, so 16 total, rather. 16. Kai, I'm, I'm gonna let you take the raids on, on what you think someone might be able to pick up from you. Sure. Uh, you definitely can tell she's chaotic. Um,. Mm. You can tell that she's not up to anything like deadly. She's not evil. She's you just get a very chaotic feeling from her, but definitely not a threat. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna look over to them and say, um, "Well, if you can't tell us what your business is with her um, or them, uh, I don't." They don't seem like a threat. Uh, and I think from a action standpoint, you see this, the kind of more heavily armed guard uh, has a light crossbow still trained on you, Besky. Uh, the others uh, have their swords drawn, uh, but no one moves. Uh, and... Bumble, it is your turn. As he says that, my great axe falls from the back of my overalls onto the ground, and I just look innocently, and then starts dropping like buttons and uh, random weird things, maybe a couple coins, um, just some like things that are not very valuable just start kind of falling out of her pocket and she tries to look as innocent obviously she's probably very bad at deception but she's trying to look very innocent and use the situation to her advantage uh as you do that uh a little fairy uh with blue hair almost draconic like wings about a foot tall uh flies over and is trying to starts trying to pull you as uh rain and he's like, oh, uh, you, you seem to have, have, have dropped this. Um, can, 
maybe we can just uh, Colonel, Colonel, grab um, maybe grab their oh, and and keeps trying to pull you, but you can tell uh, strength is not their strong suit, um, and uh, that's your whole turn, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Blossom, it is over to you. Okay, as <laughs> as this whole fiasco is happening behind me, I step forward and say. I don't understand why you're all afraid of a little goblin. Would you like something to be afraid of? And she casts a minor illusion. Um, And these like hideous sort of black smoke tendrils start to sprout from her back uh, and reach out in all directions. And it almost looks like she's got these phantom spidery legs um, just reaching out of her body uh, and her black eyes turn completely white and she smiles this really sickening grin at all of them. Uh, Roll an intimidation check with advantage. Okay. (laughs) I would love to. Um, That's going to be a 21. It's a natural one for those three. He's still confused and a 17 for the for the captain so you see um the three kind of most average looking of these guards uh all of them take a noticeable step back as they look at you um the captain uh says so that's the way it's gonna be and uh fires a shot at you as he was holding his action for a 16. Uh, which will hit. Uh, can I use my reaction? Mm-hmm. Great. It's hellish rebuke time, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is confusion oh. a concentration spell? Oh, it is. Yes. So his confusion will drop. Well, you can, you can make. Oh, wait. DC is 10 or half the damage you take, whichever number is higher. So it's a DC, DC 10 concept. Oh, well, I rolled a 16. Oh, you're fine. Okay, that that works. Uh, so you take ten piercing damage, uh, and he makes a—is it a deck save for hellish rebuke? Uh, yes, the creature makes a deck save, uh, and I'm casting this at a much higher level. Sorry, I'm doing math in my head. Yeah, so that's going to be three d ten or half that. Okay. Uh, roll the six or a nine. Excuse me, I didn't read numbers. That's not good for him. Uh, that's gonna be 18 points of uh, fire damage so as he takes this shot uh, at me um, and it lodges in her shoulder and this black ooze starts to drip out her smile widens even more um, and she takes the arrow and incinerates it with one hand and then puts both of her palms out and this white hot fire shoots out uh, right back at him. <laughs> like, what the I'm fuck? Like, I personally <laughs> am actually growing terrified of Blossom. <laughs> I'm having a really bad time. <laughs> yeah. um, and those three that like, that kind of hesitated at your illusion spell, um, they see their captain like burst into flames uh, and they are, they are actively taking steps like, like, hands hands up in a position like like showing their sword like not we're not interested in 
and this is not what we signed up for. I look uh, at them in the eyes and I whisper, run. Uh, and that makes it uh, Besky's turn. Perfect. This is the this is the time. As Blossom says, run. Uh, I'm just gonna look at them and everyone knows Besky's like nice smile. This is not nice smile. This is smile that he learned in hell smile. Um, and uh, he's just going to look at the captain, uh, crack that smile, and then you're going to see um, probably like angelic runes like go around his wrists and but then they're gold but then they're gonna flash crimson and I'm with my hand I'm gonna point to one of the wounds on the captain and then looks like I'm gonna draw like from one of the wounds like a line of blood into a center point which is gonna be on the map but not visual to our our viewers or listeners but essentially it's gonna hit all of them because this is a 20 foot radius cloud so I'm going to, I'm casting Exanguinating Cloud. I'll, I'll read the spell. Well, I'll tell the effect what I'm doing and then I'll read the spell. So that line is going to go to like a central point, form a tight little sphere. And then it's just going to burst like a smoke bomb and kind of envelop all around them. And then you're just going to start seeing like these little like, these blood droplets are starting to kind of like vibrate and you're going to see blood being sucked from all of them. Uh, like through their pores and, and faces and mouths, um, but not like violent. Well, it's sort of violently, but not super violently. But when you cast this spell, it's a fifth level spell. Concentration up to five minutes. When you cast a spell, a rose-colored mist bellows up in a 20-foot radius center on a point you indicate a range, making the area heavily obscure and draining blood from living creatures in the cloud. The cloud spreads around corners. It lasts a duration until when disperses the ending spell, the cloud releases the blood or similar fluid from creatures in the air. It doesn't affect undead or uh, contracts. Any creature in the cloud when it's created or start of your turn takes 66, 66 necrotic damage and gains one level of exhaustion. A successful constitution saving throw halves the damage and prevents the exhaustion. So, um, yeah, and, and those those little like vibrating nodes of blood are just like kind of flickering between crimson and gold at the same time, which is like really weird, but is what it's doing. Um, it's like divine, you know, divine blood magic, which is really weird, but it's fun. That's what I'm doing. So they need to make a constitution saving throw against a 16. Okay. I am pretty sure that a few of these friends are going to just be toast. I wasn't trying to kill them. I was trying to make them go away. I thought they were stronger than that. They're like rolling up on us all confident and shit. Uh, well, so one, two, three. So that's just the normal, the normal dudes. Uh, what is, what is your DC? 16. Okay. So all three of them fail. I haven't rolled the dice yet for the 66, which I can't do. Yeah, please do. So 16 points of damage. Okay. Uh, so uh, you see the three that were like starting to cower in fear. They just drop um, as, as that blood is pulled from them. The one with the crossbow, the kind of more heavily armored one, uh, screams out as you see it, as you see it getting pulled and this blood swirling around him. And you said 16? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the confused one is still confused, and I'm going to end the spell just as fast as I cast it. I'm not trying to act. I wasn't trying to murder everyone. So, as as I end the spell right away, 
you're just gonna see all that blood that was there hanging in the air and the like vibrating gold and, and crimson kind of like little motes. They're all just gonna fall and splash the ground. So now the, the ground is kind of like soaked in crimson. Okay. Or anything else, Besky? Uh, just breathing hard. Uh, kind of uh, shocked at myself. And uh, that's it. Okay. Ariadne, it's your turn. Uh, Ariadne um, is just, just wide mouthed at mm-hmm. what has just happened and slowly looks over at Besky. And then looks back. <laughs> And uh, I think she just puts her hand on her shoulder, just gives a little squeeze, not like a fright, like a scared or uh, just kind of like a, all right, easy tiger. (laughs) 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 Uh, And hmm, do I have anything that's not going to kill these guys? I don't think so. Um, I'm going to take a couple steps forward. And with my spear, I've got my spear in my hand. Just kind of like put it out towards them and... Okay. This is going worse for you than we expected. Anyone expected. So, how about we talk or you leave? Yeah, get out of here. Um, the uh, there's only the two of them, right? Yeah, just yeah, and one of them's confused. Okay. So and one of them's confused. <laughs> just like keeps looking. Why around. is this lady singing? <laughs> <laughs> the the one captain sort of runs back and and tries to stabilize this one who has fallen. Uh, let it make a medicine check because I'm a nice DM to my fake fake friends oh no what if they run back to the town and tell everyone that we're here and and you see him trying to like just this this captain clearly has no medical training and is just like shaking this guy to try to wake him up um and it's not working he says fine fine we'll 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 leave you but you attacked us first i don't think that's true but no i i remember i remember you attacking us first you well i agree with her threw this giant bee at us and and then you know and things had to happen. Is there a pause in combat currently? Yeah. Um, I will say the captain. The captain says, "At least release. At least release Lord Tyrell." Oh, I think we can we can do that. I uh, I mean, every five seconds I can do this, but I'm just gonna use one moat of healing light on the three that are down. So you're just gonna see like the crimson blood that was on the ground is going to come up and just like spin itself into more of a golden Mm. kind of moat and then a star and then float over to one of each of the three and I'm just going to heal each one of them 1d6. I could roll it but I figured I'm just trying to make them just come back so they're not like just dead. Yeah they all they all they all wake up um kind of that in their blood that like (laughs) that like deep gasp there's a little bit of, of breathing in a little bit of that blood into them um, <clears throat> and coughing. <laughs> you hear, you hear what, what, what is ha- happening? We got to get out of here. This is not, this is not hunting down a little goblin. This is, this is too much for what we get paid. The, the captain looks back at you uh, and looks at, at um, Blossom. Will you release Lord Tyrell? 
And just look back and give a little nod. If we ever see your faces again, hear your name, or learn that you've crossed us, I'll see you in your nightmares. And I let him go. Erin, it just has her eyes just clenched. Just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, you can oh. you can do that. You can do that too, Blast. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> me, 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 me too. Whoa. Oh, I I tried to um, enter your dreams uh, respectfully while you were away, but you were you were too far. Um, oh, we could talk about this later. Yeah. Uh, piss off. <laughs> she looks at the captain. <laughs> this one who is who has been referred to as Lord Tyrell uh, looks looks at these three guards that he did not notice collapsed to the ground just moments before uh, kind of snaps out of it sees your group not looking really touched at all uh, and sees his group looking ravaged and uh, says what what is what's going on here what is did you do this to my men yep I, I did and you are not very good at any of this so you should We've been telling all of you to keep go to, to go. You should you should go. Yeah, get out of here. And I fall to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you take four bludgeoning damage. I was gonna say you take 80 points of falling damage. <laughs> Time to make a new character. Um uh, this this individual who does seem to carry himself with a with an air of um, confidence. Uh, but also self-preservation, uh, says, be careful where you place those threats. Uh, no. And, uh, and turns and walks away, uh, looks at his men to follow, uh, and they start heading in the same direction that you were originally going. Uh, as I learned from hell, um, from someone that I was... A long time with it. Anyway, uh, I, we didn't stutter. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's one of your characters I'm sure I learned that from. Not that <laughs> that ever happened, but I can see that happen. Um, so as as they walk away, uh, Rain and Kaz are helping this little goblin pick up all the stuff that fell out <laughs> of, of her pockets. Yeah, that's right. You never mess with the bubble. And what, what are you doing? I'm, I'm going to overlook this new person and I'm going to grab another moat of, of blood, turn it into golden magical star thing and, and, and heal uh, and, and try and heal up uh, this new person with one of those things, should they allow it. What tickles with you? What are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm healing it. And she wiggles her toes. Oh, oh, I like that. I like that. Thank you. I'll, I'll be around. <laughs> and he says, oh, I, I like this one. Oh, I like it too. I have no idea. What's your name? Oh, I, I, I'm Rain. Like the weather? Uh, cause. Um, I'm, I'm Rain. And this is my best friend, Colonel. Uh, you're fully healed, by the way, for not for you, Tug. Thank you. <laughs> Are, are those things controllable? Uh, what, what, uh, are you talking about my bees? Um, yes, definitely. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, a little bit, maybe. I don't know. They're a little wild. Oh, okay. 
Um, anyone? I don't even. Is, is anyone allergic in our party? This is Besky. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, a little bit. Oh yeah, they won't mess with you. This is knees, the bee's knees, and I'll make sure he tells them all. And you see the like the little bit bigger bee than the rest of them kind of fly off the tip of her ear and kind of gather them all up. They won't mess with you. I promise. Uh, I imagine Blossom is actively trying to swat one away from the flowers on her head while you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the uncertainty is concerning, but uh, I it's neither here nor there right now. Why? Why? Um, why were you being chased? Well, uh, I uh, I um, uh, I uh, took their uh, buttons. That seems like a big party for theft of buttons. I'm making a, uh, I look over at Blo- Blossom, I don't know, it's Blossom, and I, I'm making a uh, apron. You're making an apron with buttons? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, nope. You know, none of us are without mistakes in our past. Just tell us the truth. Yeah, uh, you can tell us the truth. I mean, look at all of us. Like, we're we're, we're certainly an eclectic bunch, so it's not like we haven't heard lots of things. Yeah, where are you headed? Um, Back home for... Well, we're all going back to my home, I think. Where's home? Uh, Nairine? You've heard of it? Uh, I don't know that. You know, like, I'm not very magimicated. I don't know where a lot of things are. Well, um, there is a lot of buttons on Nairine, so I don't know. Buttons? Yep. Buttons? How about honey? Yeah, we have some pretty, pretty good stuff over there. You see, uh, one of her ears kind of, like... You know when a dog's interested in something and its ear goes forward and then kind of back? You see that with her ear. And, like, you can tell the honey, she's interested in that. Yeah, and, uh, it's come along. Do I, uh, do I gotta pay ya? Can I come along? Look, if I get left here, those people are gonna come back for me and all this will be for nothing. You should probably just get to a place where I think you could be appreciated, which is... Maybe. Yeah, you appreciate me. I see it in your eyes. I'm coming with you. I was talking about the the the, the country continent of Nary. Oh, uh, yeah, right. yeah, uh, yeah, okay. That too. Do you have honey on? Okay, look. Yeah, I'm looking for some honey, some very special honey. Oh, okay. Well, we. Okay, not that kind of honey, but some very special, tasty honey. Yes, <laughs> uh, I think we have some of that in Nairine. We we've we've. Somehow made a, a tropical bee, uh, and so we have tropical honey. You guys could probably tell too because she's very bad at deception stuff. It's very clear that there's something behind this honey that she's looking for. Oh, sure. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would never have guessed. Never have guessed. Um, but we can take you to Nairine uh, so you're safe, and then we can be on our way if that's something that was 
interesting to you? Yeah, the name's Bumble. I'd really like to come with. You know, this is a really big place for one little bitty bitty goblin. Although I can hold my own, I can hold my own. I really can. Y- you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, I, that's all we've seen. But uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, a branch falls behind her. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are you all doing? We still have to figure out where. Wait, uh, did any of us, any of us get bearing? I know you showed us on the map where we are. Did any of our characters figure out where we are? Ariadne did. I get you. And you were, you all were heading south towards that, that town. I think we'll head, I I would like to head south. That's my vote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep on going. It's like, it's like, uh, when you know, when you meet up somebody on the street that you know, and you're having a conversation and then you go separate ways, but it turns out you're, you're still going the same way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> very awkward <laughs> yeah so you you would as as you kind of you have this conversation uh you get your bearings Ariadne you would immediately notice that this group of of guard types that you just fought are headed in really basically yep. the same direction that you were going mm-hmm, mm-hmm. though it does take um a few hours to get there you sort of break through, and the first thing you see is what looks to be some sort of farm. Um, Do they see us following them? Have they gotten far enough ahead? Or I would say it's the forest is pretty dense. They were moving fairly quickly. Um, they weren't really comfortable being close to y'all. Mm-hmm. You don't uh, say. <laughs> which is surprising. Um, why, Stephen? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I couldn't say um but uh as as you travel you you sort of break through you see a windmill you see what appear to be farms uh a larger looking um building that has uh a few different like humanoid individuals an elf a couple humans looks like there's a bugbear um all well armed uh the top of that building uh says the firelight company Um, Just beyond that, you see just um, probably anywhere between 50 and 100 tents. Um, And right on the other side of that is like a cluster of maybe, is that, how many buildings did I put in there? Uh, Nine, not rickety, but like quickly constructed um, wood buildings. Um, And actually, I will say as you you approach this town... um, this small, very settlement at very beginnings of a settlement esque sort of a town. Uh, we're going to have to find out what happens next time on the Forge Academy. Hey, thanks so much for attending the Faith Forge Academy today. Uh, before you go, 
don't forget to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Academy, uh, And also stop by Greenleaf Geek, which is at Greenleaf Geek on Twitter and Instagram or greenleafgeek.com. Get all your dice needs fulfilled. Um, uh, and don't forget that if you use the code FayForge on checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. We are also proud members of the Fandamentals Podcast Network, so make sure you go to thefandamentals.com to catch up on all sorts of pop culture and nerd stuff. Uh, they have a lot of great articles, a lot of other great podcasts. Um, check them out. And with that, I am your Dungeon Master, Steven. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore bad DM. My name is Ian Gould, and you can find me on Twitter at Ian G. Gould. Hey, I'm Chris. I like to hang out. You can do so alongside me on Twitter at Kiss of Hemlock. My name is Michael Sinclair II. You can find me at Michael Critz on Twitter and on Twitch. Hi, I'm Emily, or M, and you can find me at Emily Irv, that's E-M-I-L-Y-E-R-V, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, hey, it's Kai. You can find me at Kai Quinn on Twitch. I roleplay over there in Red Dead and GTA. Uh, also, social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, Kai Quinn underscore. Hey, I'm Adelaide Gardner. You can find me at Oh Adelaide. I'm also in a center stream that's on the Negative 2 Charisma channel. Theme music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs podcast. For more music, check out D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional sound effects and music found at zapsplat.com, tabletopaudio.com, and epidemicsound.com. The Forge Academy is a proud member of the Fundamentals Podcast Network. Before I go, now I'm just imagining <clears throat> that the Relhan Wilds is, and because the Fae Forge would not be everyone thinks it exists, I'm, I've been ingesting too much po- political things, and I just think like every conservative makes up like a whole bunch of things in a mastery about the Relhan Wilds, like, see the Fae Forge. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're using babies for electricity. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's, um, the, that's the common rumors in down in Waterdeep, where it's... Uh, it's <laughs> Why do I have advantage? I don't know. Was that from? Probably because you're a ranger. Uh, I'm a barbarian. Oh, you're a barbarian. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A bee-barian. A bee-barian. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it might be a barbarian thing. Let me look. Actually, that does check out. Let me figure out. There's too many, there's too many classes and subclasses these days. I can't keep up with anything. Yeah. Wow.
I know. What a what a boomer DM. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm just kidding. I'm gonna consider that a compliment. <laughs>